The following is a Tony Lozano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. Well, Adam, I had a, a nice little surprise last night waiting in my Instagram feed, which is I, something I've never said before. That is a <laughs> sentence I've never said before. Uh, but you sent me this little ditty uh, that really has everything that I need. It's got... Uh, it's it's from Liverpool, right? Mm-hmm. It's, That's right. It's a Beatles song. Mm-hmm. It's making fun of Everton. Uh, what else you want? Oh, also kind of making fun of Chelsea a little bit too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for this. I'm going to play it now for uh, our audience, and then we'll hop into our show. But here we go. It's uh, it's called "I'm So Glad That Lampard Is a Blue." Here we go. baby yes as soon as i heard it i had to send it well i appreciate it but right now it is time for free kicks and now free kicks free kicks with illinois youth soccer association's director of coaching adam howarth and rick kemper Wow, that was uh, that was great. Uh, thanks very much for sending that. Uh, we have a lot to cover here on this week's uh, free kicks. Uh, there is a, an exciting, all of a sudden, <laughs> an exciting. Uh, wow. Uh, what do we call it? A, a challenge for the uh, title, right? Yeah, that's right. But yeah, for, exactly. before we do that, we have to do this. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Okay, what's happening on the pitch? I'll tell you what's happening. Uh, the VAR had a very bad weekend, didn't yes. it? Yes, yes, it did. I think they they actually called it the worst weekend ever because of all of the the calls that were made, and it, it definitely affected what took place in some of the key games yeah. that uh, <laughs> that were involved. I mean, obviously, Arsenal was affected. You had other teams affected, but my goodness, it, it's it, it in so many ways. VAR is good, but my goodness, when they get it wrong, it's it's not good. How do they get it wrong? That's the thing that drives me crazy. It's the whole point of VAR is to not get it wrong. You're absolutely right, and that's I think the uh, uh, frustrating part, especially when you think about managers and you think about the players. I think that's where their frustration is because just take the time to double check it to make sure it's there. Yeah, you know that's 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 all they have to do, and uh, they miss it. Sometimes they, you know, I've always thought this, and sometimes I don't know if this would work. I'm like, maybe those people who are watch who the VAR people in their little box wherever they're at. Maybe they should just be watching the game because the commentators know exactly if it's right or wrong anyway. Yeah. So just listen to them. They'll, oh, if he said it was right, okay, I'll go with him. Yeah, because for point. the most part, the commentators are right. So just go with them. 
So yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. So uh, Arsenal, last time we spoke, they had a nice big lead, um, and yeah. they blew it in one week. Somehow, That's right? They yeah. uh, they had the draw against Brentford, and mm-hmm. uh, that was the game that had the bad VAR call. And yeah. I, I have to say, uh, Mikel Arteta, uh, I saw an interview with him the other day. He is not happy. I mean, he he. He was basically demanding those points back, which is never going <laughs> to <Yeah>. happen. <laughs> never no, going to happen. De- definitely not going to happen. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, Arteta is – you can see on the sidelines, I mean, he, the stress level that he is yeah. under, or he puts himself under, to be fair. I mean, yeah. he's up and down, and he's very vocal on the sidelines. A lot of people have commented on that. And hopefully, you know – and I, and I I've been there. I know exactly how he feels as a coach. You know, it's it's in some respects it's very very important. Obviously, people talk about you know football. It's it's not life or death. It's more important than that. I think <laughs> right. that's one of the quotes yeah. that goes around. Yeah. But um, for him, I think my goodness, he's just got to take a chill pill and yeah. uh, you can, he's got to relax. See, you can see his sphincter tightening on the sidelines. I mean, he's got like that. He's got that look in his eye, like uh, yeah, like well, you know, we've seen it a million times. And yeah. I, and if we can see it, his players can definitely see it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But anyway, so we talked about the Brentford game. They got the bad VAR call. He got a draw. They followed it up by uh, losing to Man City um, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we're recording mm-hmm. this here on Thursday. Three to one, pretty convincing mm-hmm. uh, score. It really was a little closer than that, though. I did watch a game, uh, a couple of nice plays by by Man City, and a couple of you know big yeah. mistakes by Arsenal. Yeah, defensive mistakes. I think kind of let them down. Um, you know, they they made some changes in the back. Um, and so that kind of affected uh, the right back that came in. Kind of mistake on the first goal. What a great finish by Kevin De Bruyne oh, man. Uh, to put that bit in there. So that was that was pretty amazing. But yeah, I think that that was the thing. I think the quality of Man City just showed through there. Um, they were able to absorb pressure. I mean, Arsenal had lots of chances. I they mean, did. they were definitely they had a good amount of possession. They were definitely in the game. Um, they they were certainly not overrun, but I think it was just that point where, and, and you see this a lot at this time of the year, it's like Manchester City, like, yeah, we've been here before. Right. We, we know what we're doing. We're going to be able to take the take control again, and now they're, they're level on points. Although Arsenal does have a game in hand. They do. Um, it's it's right there. It's going to be an exciting run-in, that's for sure. And they don't play each other again, right? I think that mm-hmm. this was their second time. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're basically tied right now at the top of the table. Um, But as you mentioned, Arsenal has a game in hand. Um, And here's the thing. Uh, Last week we talked about this. City is under intense pressure, too, because they've got the whole investigation going on. And apparently they did not get the memo that that's supposed to affect them on the field (laughs) because uh, there's no, no effect at all that I can tell. No, I, they they played very well. I think ultimately you could say their last two games because they played on the weekend and beat Aston Villa convincingly as well. People are saying that uh, this was probably their two best performances of the year, and they left it right at the same time, right at the right time. So, uh, yeah, I think they they they're definitely a team that's moving in a really positive direction. 
especially as they prepare for Champions League games next week as well. Yeah. Well, you know, Pep is, uh, I mentioned last week that he didn't have a lot of Pep. He still is doesn't have the full Pep Pep the, that he's had in previous years. But the thing that I notice about him, and you probably notice this too, is when he calls his players over to the side mm. during the game, you can just tell that he is making some important tactical moves. You know what I mean? And the players know what to do when he sends them in with that with those instructions. They go and they talk to their other teammates, and you can see immediately that mm-hmm. he's attacking a weakness or he's uh, you know, figuring out how to solve his weakness. He coaches within the game about as good as yeah. any coach I've ever seen. Absolutely right. I think, you know, and obviously within all of our coaching education courses, we talk about the idea of being a good observer, making sure that you see what's happening. And as you said, he is as good as that. He's probably probably the best in the world of that. He can see something on the field, talk to his players, give them specific information for them to relate to what they need to do. So, hey, they see the left back pushing up. I'm going to go into that space. Yeah. He sees that. He relates it to his players, and then that's done. And so that's that's what makes the difference probably in a lot of games between him and maybe the other teams. He's able to win games because of his in-game management, yeah. and that's and that's had a huge difference for sure. Right, and it's a different skill than getting yeah. your team ready for a game and having a plan oh, yeah. in place, uh, which is also an important, very important skill. Um, and maybe some other coaches might be better at that than him. But yeah. during the game, man, he's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we all go in with a plan. And how often does, does that plan go to to plan? You know, right. not often. And so we end up having to have our plan B, a plan C. And I think that's why he does it. People could probably argue that he probably overthinks things. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were talking about that before the Arsenal game, that uh, – you know, maybe he's the type of manager at two o'clock in the morning. He calls somebody up. Hey, I've got an idea. I think we're going to do this. I think but that's the, what I meant by the pregame. He, there yes. may be others that are better than him at putting together a plan because he yeah. does overthink things without question. Yeah. yeah, he's done it in big games. The interesting thing is, I think it was Mikel Arteta, who was obviously an assistant at Man City. He was probably before getting that phone call at two or three o'clock in <laughs> the morning true. saying, hey, let's try and switch this around. I think we should play him instead of this guy. That's, and Mikel's like, oh, all right, I'm going coach. back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's So true. who knows? All right, another team I wanted to talk to you about is Brighton. Yeah. Because they also got robbed on a VAR call in a game mm-hmm. against Palace. And I don't, you know, if you've noticed this, but uh, they're they're only six points out of the Champions League uh, top four, and they have two games in hand. Yeah, and if they win those two games, they are tied for fourth. Yeah, amazing. I mean, considering they lost their manager, yeah, uh, got a new manager in, you would think that would be they lost some players too. Yeah, that's gone. That's right. That's right. Lost players, lost their manager. You couldn't, you couldn't, you know, make anything worse for them. And they've just consistently been good, finding ways to get results. I mean, the Crystal Palace draw was always a tough one. Yeah. But you know, I look at their last five games; they're unbeaten, three wins, two draws, playing very well. 
Sonny March, who's, who plays as their outside wing, I think is just a tremendous player. He is. As we, it's really just creating things, scoring goals now, able to do different things on and off the ball. Really, really appreciate what he does time in, time out. And I think, obviously, the manager as well, who's just come in and, and done a super job working with the players and trying to make things a little bit better. So Roberto De Zerbi, who was renowned for what he was able to do with, uh, I think he was in Italy before. He was working, uh, he just came over from Shakhtar Donetsk as well. Was able to do lots of good things and has extremely positive statistics from a managerial standpoint. So he just jumped straight in and got things going. So lots of credit for him. Yeah, and now he gets to live on the beautiful English coast. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's. there is one more VAR call I want to talk to you about, and I'm just going to open the floor to you and let you talk okay. about this. This is uh, your boys in blue. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea also got robbed on a VAR call. And, and uh, the coach is starting to get some major heat from the fans who don't seem to have a lot of patience. I'm just going to be honest with you. No, no. Yeah, I think uh, maybe I'm slightly different to many Chelsea fans. I, I'm a pretty patient. I mean, this, I don't know how you could expect him to sort this team out with all the plays he's got. Right. I mean, it's just, it's craziness. I mean, he's basically being given a brand new team to work with in the middle of the season. Right, um, exactly. So, I mean, to be fair, I mean, the the biggest challenge that he has right now is scoring goals. And all the games I've seen, I think the first 20 minutes, I don't know if you saw much of the, the game against West Ham, but Chelsea, looked, I thought they looked fantastic. They looked yeah. really, really good. They were getting in behind. They had three goals disallowed. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, so it wasn't like they weren't creating chances. They were just slightly offside, obviously. The the VAR call later on in the game with, uh, you know, the center midfielder decided that he was a goalkeeper. But, I, you know, I don't know how you missed that, but that yeah. is what it is. I don't know how you miss it either because it's right there in the in, – this is what I'm talking about with the VAR. Yeah. Like, how can you see that? How can you watch that? And I'm, this is not a rhetorical question. This is an actual question. How can you watch that and not see that? Yeah. And That's I'm not a, a Chelsea question. fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Exactly. I mean, they, they said that they, I mean, they were making an excuse that he put his arm down on the ground. But like a lot of the commentators were saying, he looked like he pushed it around the corner of the post. He did. You know, it, looked like a good, it looked like a good save. Um, and the ball was going towards the goal. So if there's anything that you're going to call, absolutely. I mean, it just, it does, it didn't make any sense. It yeah. really didn't. It was so clear cut. If there's anything they're going to call, that was for me, one of the most clear-cut decisions of the season. But again, you know, that that's what happens when you're not playing well and things right. aren't going, you're going, going in your way. Those types of decisions don't go for you. But I think they're definitely playing better, even against, uh, you know, I know we were recording this on Thursday. They played against Dortmund in the Champions League, although they, they lost one nothing away. Were second half, the better team, no question. Yeah. I think I think they're moving in a good direction. I think all Chelsea fans can see that. There's so much talent they've got there. Uh, we just need to find that way to score some goals. That I would think help. by the end of this season, he's going to have it figured out. Or at least, you know, be heading in a direction where 
by the beginning of next season, he'll have it figured out. Uh, because let's face it, you're in tenth place right now. You're not winning. You're not. You're mm-hmm. you're not qualifying for the Champions League. It'll take a miracle for that to happen. Uh, you can win the Champions League. You're in it right now, right? That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. that's that's could be a way to get in. Yeah, yeah. they did that before. They've mm-hmm. done it. Yeah, that's exactly right. So has uh, my team, uh, Liverpool, which uh, mm-hmm. sh- showed a flash of life. Uh, yeah. That, uh, the uh, they got the defibrillator out and they uh, <laughs> got that uh, hugging German out there and hugging again, and, yeah. and they won the Merseyside Derby. That's right. And uh, you know they had one good game, <laughs> and after the game, <laughs> Klopp said, "This is it. We're back." <laughs> and yeah. I think all of us are just going to say, "We'll we'll believe it when we see it," because yeah. it's been... be yeah exactly. I think they just. The consistency has been their biggest issue. Yeah. There's no question. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited that you know Salah came to play a little bit. Danko yep. scored a nice goal, so some of their newer players were getting involved. But yeah, still a long way to go yet for them. Right. I mean, they're not in danger of relegation, which is nice. Uh, but one team that certainly is is uh, Southampton, um, and they got rid of their coach this week. Yeah, that's right. And uh, there was talk that Jesse Marsh, the uh, former mm. Leeds coach, was uh, going to get the job, and then all of a sudden uh, he did not. Um, any idea what's going on there? Yeah, it's an interesting one. So, you know, Nathan Jones, who was the previous manager, who was previously at Luton, came up, and he had some post-match comments after a game that really kind of got the the fans really upset, saying yeah. that, you know, he's had to compromise to do to certain things with the team, basically kind of put it on the team. Right. It was the team's fault, not necessarily his fault, that they were losing games. And then, so they fired him pretty quickly, um, and he's only been there for 14 games. And then all of a sudden, there was a few names swirling, and Jesse's Marsh came, name came out, especially with his um, information obviously being fired from Leeds. But from what I'm hearing is that he was offered the job but he wanted a longer-term contract. Um, he probably was looking for at least a three-year contract. I think the club was only going to offer him maybe a one-year contract, which is surprising. Um, so, you know, personally, from Jesse Marsh, he had a three-year contract that he just got fired from, so he's probably got two years getting paid. Right, exactly. Let's say, <laughs> let's say he's got a one-year contract. He's still good for three years of getting paid, and that's what's that's yeah. always interesting with these managers. When they get fired, they still they work on some type of a deal to get the rest of their contract paid. Yeah. So you're, I'm a bit you're surprised. You're not that far from the French Riviera there, Jesse. Just go down and have some fun <laughs> for Absolutely. a little while. And you're in the best league in the world as a manager. Yeah. How worse can it be? And they're probably not going to fire you if you fire you if you get if you get relegated because you're probably going to get relegated anyway. So if you bring them out of the relegation zone, it's a miracle. So right, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm surprised um, that he didn't want to take it. I can kind of see it maybe from his perspective a little bit, getting that longer term commitment, but also. He might have thrown an opportunity out of the window because they wanted him, it looked like, for to be the next manager. So. Yeah. Well, he would then have been the manager in the champions uh, championship next year, probably. Yeah. Because I, I don't think Southampton's coming back. What do you think? 
Yeah, I agree. I, I just don't think they've got the players um, to be able to get them out of this. They're, they're in trouble. You know, obviously at the bottom of the table, they're now starting to fall a little bit behind. They're three points behind at Bournemouth, right above them. Yeah, it could be really rough for them. Um, so and the I'm clock hoping, is ticking. Not much time left yeah, in the season. Yeah, yeah. They've got basically, uh, what, they play 38 games, 16 games left. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. All right. Well, Free Kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer is proudly serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a nonprofit corporation, official state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, state association and charter member of U.S. Youth Soccer, and administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the ODP program, and U.S. Soccer Federation referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. And we also uh, should tease at this point that – we have a very special episode of Free Kicks coming up because you mm-hmm. did an interview right before we started this show. Tell us a little bit about what people can expect. Yeah, so we definitely encourage people to go to this extra episode. That's uh, with uh, DSA Labs. So I was able to have a great chat with with Doug Oppenheimer, who's one of the co-founders, and uh, Dr. John Collins, who's the data analy- analytics guy who works with that group and basically it's just talking a little bit about how within illinois youth soccer we partnered with them and how we're utilizing their program to create data analytics to be able to then objectively get information on players within the odp program so uh, definitely if people are interested within their clubs within their programs organizations take a good listen to dsa labs interview with myself and uh, that might maybe encourage you to uh, work with them in the future. So, yep. Yeah. All right. So look for that. In the meantime, it's time for this. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay. So let's see what you got this week. I, mm. I've i decided to choose somebody this week who's uh, an established star. A 30-year-old okay, established star. Gotcha. That you definitely know. All right, he's he's playing professionally in his third country. Okay. All right, the other countries was his own country and the German Bundesliga. Okay. Okay. And right. since 2016, he's been with his current club in the Premier League. All right, so okay. he's been around for a while in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, who is it? <laughs> All right. Oh, you want more? All right. He, yeah, maybe. He, uh, he also plays with his national team. He's had over 100 caps with his national team. And yes, they were in the latest World Cup. Hmm. Okay. He is Muslim, which is very rare in his home country. Wow. Okay. Here's a big one. His countrymen protect the Pope. His countrymen protect the Pope. Yes. They are the Pope's guards. Wow. Yeah. 
my wife my wife would not be happy because I probably don't know this answer. <laughs> okay. Well, I got more for you. <laughs> I'm going to need some more. <laughs> All right. I, I'm even going to tell you that uh, what the guard, who, who the guard is for the Pope, all right? They're called the Swiss guard. Okay. All right. So all right. he's, so there's a good chance he's from Switzerland. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Now I'm trying to think of my Swiss players that are playing. He's in his third. So, my goodness. He's Who been with this playing? team since 2016. Yeah. Okay. One of is his a... one of his teammates has mm-hmm. a last name that rhymes with his. Oh, there you go. See, if you would have, if you would have just thrown that in, at why the you don't start with ooh. that? You end with that. This would have made this would have made so so much easier. I would have gotten it within five minutes, yeah. and then people are thinking, "Oh, this is a quick show. I can get out of here yeah, faster." That's true. You know, instead, I'm having to listen to it. So, yeah, interesting. So, his name. He is currently. Uh, I think he he was the captain, but I think they took it away from him. But he's come back. So. It is a granite Zaka. That is correct. Arsenal. Also known as the best player in the world with a last name starting with X. <laughs> which is what okay. I would have been my last clue if you didn't get that one. All right. So that's current <laughs> current player. I would say Zavi's better than him. Current that's player. Just my opinion. Current player. Yeah. Yes, that yeah, is okay. correct. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh but it is time for this now. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. All right, you know, I have not had a chance to look at what games are coming up this weekend, so I need this more than ever. Yeah, okay. It's a it's a full full quote of games on Saturday and Sunday, so no Friday matches or Monday games. Uh, some really good games, some good ones. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to probably miss a good chunk. I'm actually heading to Memphis, oh. and I have tickets for Graceland. There so we I'm go. Set to go- Going to be there Fridays. I'll give you the full report next week. Okay, so great. So I'm excited about that. Um, it's a piece so I, of Americana. I, it's a piece yeah, of exactly. – you, you can't live in this country and, and go back to England and, and have people ask you, so how was Elvis's house? And you have to say, I've never been. And uh, now you will right. be able to answer that question. That's right. Exactly. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the little trip. So I'm going to have a hard time watching games because I'm going to be on the pitch most of the time, but I'll obviously catch as much as I can. Um, I think, you know, Saturday, great set of games going on. Um, and I think for me, the biggest one is going to be a, the, is what they call a six-pointer. Everton versus Leeds. I, I thought it was actually on USA, but I believe it's now been moved to Peacock. So they think they moved that game up from Aston. I think the Aston Villa Arsenal game is now on USA. But this is the nine o'clock game. So perfect timing for you. You can sit down with your bacon butty and uh, have your <laughs> HB sauce. Watch the game. Watch this relegation six-pointer. Everton, obviously they got rid of Frank Lampard. Yeah. With now Jean Dyke. Leeds. Without a manager, they've got a temporary manager, uh, Chris Armas, a formerly of the Chicago Fire, is helping out, trying to sort that group out. So that should be the game to watch. I think it's going to be quite exciting. It's at Everton, uh, and uh, I'd definitely like to see who comes out on top. But a lot of good games. Newcastle-Liverpool is always a good one. Spurs-West Ham. But uh, definitely pinpoint Everton leads on Peacock Saturday 
at 9 a.m. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Free Kicks is brought to you by, <clears throat> excuse me, by Green White Soccer Club. 67 years of soccer excellence. Green White provides a great travel soccer program for kids of all ages and also a program for adults of all ages. Mainly, mainly over 40. <laughs> so those are the ages we're talking about. Led by former World Cup player and coach Mustafa Edders, go to www.greenwhitesoccer.org. All right, a special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, Radio Misfits. Dot com, and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. <laughs>